and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, running, Welcome to episode 235 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, where I'll be joined by Clay and then a Brandone for another longer episode. We're going to be talking six books again tonight. But before we get into those, let me tell you where you can find us all around the internet. You can go over to the Twitters and you'll find us at WS Marvel Comics. WS Stands for Weird Science, and if you follow us, we'll follow you back. We have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where we review books, we have previews, news, all that sort of thing. And also we have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can support us for the three separate podcasts on this free feed. But if you go over to the Patreon and sign up, you'll get a ton of other shows, Marvel, DC, Indie comics things and things that aren't even comic book based Movie reviews, cartoon reviews, pop culture, the podcast All that sort of thing And I think that there is plenty for people to go over and enjoy there One of the things that we do each week Me and Brandon just got done doing it actually Is our Patreon Spotlight The exclusive two books, Marvel Comics that we have each week Picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh Crew, Beep Boop. And this week, they ended up picking Iron Man number three and Taskmaster number one. I really like Taskmaster number one. Jeb McKay's book had a lot of fun. Me and Brandon had fun talking about it as well. So if you want to go and listen to that review, which I think ends up with those two books being about 45 minutes this week, you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science and get a whole bunch of other things. But here we go. We're going to be talking a bunch of things. Me and Clay are going to talk about both the Amazing Spider-Man issues and then Champions. And then me and Brandon will be talking some Miss Marvel, Strange Academy, and the Marvel Zombies Resurrection. So off we go, starting with me and Clay. All righty. And I'm here with Clay. Hello, Clay. Hello. Hello, and we have a crazy thing here because we have two Spider-Man books this week. We have the Spider-Man 52 and the Spider-Man 52 LR issues, which I have been liking them, you know, back to back, you know, each week having one of them. You kind of get the full scope and then go. This time we get two. And I told you when we were getting ready and I said, hey, read both Spider-Man. We'll do that. And you thought that I was an idiot. (laughs) Well, I... (laughs) I was about to to message you, Jim. That's just the variant cover. That's not the other book. And then when I actually clicked on it, I was like, "Oh, they're both out this week." Okay. How dare you? How dare you? You saw that. And and here's the thing. In in your defense, because I have no defense. In your defense, this would be something that would happen. I end up where I looked at the things, and also when we get the review copies, it kind of encode too. It's not like spelled out fully. It's like. ASM dash this, that, and the other thing. And yeah. I, I have made, I have made mistakes before where I said, Hey, Brandon, we're going to do this book. I'm thinking it's one thing. And I send them the runaways, which I know people do like Brandon does not. He's not reading <laughs> that. So he's like, what am I doing this for or whatever? But we end up having both of these Spider-Man books and the, I like the way 
the 52 leads into the 52 LR. At the end, you get a setup that is big in the Spidey issue here, but also does set up the LR issues going. And it's something that we were talking about last issue of LR, the idea that the Order of the Web being possessed, it it was kind of a nothing. I mean, they're just going around wrecking house. They're they're just, and at least we don't have to worry about it now of, oh no, who is this spider copy there? No, no, that's Spider Woman. She's known and and all that going on. But we're going to go right into the Spider-Man 52, and then you'll see what we're talking about. I will say, I usually do not spell out that we're a spoiler podcast, right? We are. There's a spoiler. We're a spoiler podcast. I think that most people who listen would know this, but this Spider-Man issue has a huge spoiler at the end. It has a huge cliffhanger, and it's one of those things that I do envy, or at least when I look at podcasts that don't spoil things, uh, it just it blows my mind how you could possibly talk about this Spider-Man issue without that, because without that cliffhanger, you ain't got nothing to talk about in this. Uh, but we're going to talk about it all. So beware if you haven't read it. I would say you should probably read it now and then come back and listen. But it is Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man, number 52, written by Nick Spencer, art by Patrick Gleason, colors by Edgar Delgado and VCs Joe Caramongo on letters. A villain named Kindred is finally struck. He resurrected the Sin Eater to cleanse criminals of their sins, including Norman Osborn, a.k.a. the Green Goblin. Kindred sent all the collected sins after Peter's spider friends, turning them into demonic versions of themselves and using them to wreak havoc on Peter and the rest of New York City. After failing to secure the help of Doctor Strange, Peter went to face Kindred alone. Obviously, we know using the hand of Vishnu and getting or Vishanti. I, I always want to say Vishnu. I don't know what, but using <laughs> the hand, it, it's something that sticks in my mind for some reason, but using the hand that Felicia had stolen, we thought it was kind of forced the last issue of, oh yeah, by the way, you didn't see this part, Felicia, but now I'm okay with it. You know, we're, we're going forward with this and it does do one thing that I like, especially in the LR gets Felicia in the book. I like having Black Cat in the book. I liked her and Dr. Strange teaming up though. We'll see in the LR. She's kind of left behind a bit. But what is, do you like this issue? I I did. Now uh, there was some things you know that I questioned a little bit. Like like you said, there's hardly anything that happens in this issue, uh, other than a big fight. But you know, moving forward, there's a there's a scene where you know we saw this last issue where Kindred was moving skeletons onto like a, like some sort of table, you know, kind of like a a feast or whatever that he was kind of pretending. And you see these characters and there's a few that I have no clue who they are. Yeah. And he ends up spelling them out. Now I do want to point out, it's kind of funny where I would have loved to see Kindred. We see him gathering the skeletons. They're all skeletons that are there. They even, you know, some of them still have their arms crossed like they were in, but I, I would have rather have seen him going and buying the silverware and the china. He, he's there <laughs> setting it up. Each one has, you know, here you get your fork, you get your It's like, really, you had to go that far into this, but it is set up and it's pretty messed up looking where Peter comes down. And when he sees because he even says, you know, Kindred has been haunting me, killing people, doing this Sin Eater stuff. And now that I am face to face finally, and, and a lot of people would say, yeah, it's been two years. I mean, finally. And it's almost like that thing you said last week, the idea that you, you have Nick Spencer always playing around with that idea. Wink, yeah. wink. This has taken so long. So you have that. But now we're here. So, again, 
you can let bygones be bygones a lot when they're face to face, but you end up with this. And like you said, you have all of the skeletons and Kindred says, oh my, like, Look at what we got. We got a feast. All these people are here. You know, all these dead bodies that you caused. You caused George Stacy, Gene DeWolf, Marla Jameson, Flash, Gwendy. And when he sees Gwen and then Ben, and he's like, oh, my God. He even says, I can't even look at Kendra because he's so, you know, oh, my God. Look at all these these skeletons and things like that. And Kendra's like, we're a family. And it does seem like him being Harry we still I always want to say we think but it it has to be I guess but I wish that at this point we didn't know because this would be intriguing like oh my god because he says I could be any of these guys because I came back but we kind of know it's Harry they're a family uh but the fight's on then right I mean really it, it ends up being that and we me and you both have the same nitpick we were talking before you tell what the nitpick is well uh are we talking about the uh the fact that there was very little like to do in this issue or which no the, the the thing that happened with the idea that we were looking to see if kindred would reveal who he is to spider-man oh, that's right that's right yeah, yeah. yeah so he says at one point uh well peter he says who are you because you know he, the fight's going on and he, he's getting kind of frustrated with all of this and so he's he's saying like who are you and Kindred says, oh, it doesn't matter who I am. It it, it only matters uh, what what is exactly. I can't find the wording out. It's just it's what I've become, what I yeah, am now. Yeah, it's what I've become. And, and, and you no. know, his, his biggest <laughs> nightmare, basically. And we – and I was just about to say it when, when you mentioned the fact that we do know it's Harry. I despise, especially in TV series, because uh, they play it out way too much. I, ironic uh, – what is it called? Uh, uh, dramatic irony yes yes where oh we're gonna dangle this for the viewers but nobody in this universe of the television like knows this thing and everybody else knows and you just want everybody else to know that's how i feel with peter yeah and 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 usually even that there's the other trope with it with the idea of every time somebody needs to tell one person the exact thing they need to know one hey everybody aliens are here we gotta run they're like i gotta tell you something then they get killed or or they take too long but yeah i hate (laughs) it that there's no mystery the mysteries for peter but why do we care the mysteries with peter and the idea of dangling out there i could be any of them that would have been really cool if we still thought that a lot of people exactly. told if, you. If, if we knew, if if we didn't know, excuse me, if we didn't know who it was, and then it became a guessing game of like, oh, do you think it's Flash? Oh, like in a weird way, do you think it's Gwen? Like, do you think it's George Stacy? Like, and like, if it was a huge reveal that it was Uncle Ben, that would be even nuts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and just the idea that you'd be thinking this and what you would do to be able to play with this, because Kindred has been around so long and, you know, teased all this time. I think that Nick Spencer can kind of get a feel of who people think it might be. I had a lot of people tell me they thought it was Flash. So you play with that. You know, you play Mm -hmm. with that. Have Kindred at this point do something that kind of resembles Flash, says something, you know, all of a sudden, you know, and then you're like, oh, my God, it's him. And then. The next page is something else. And you're like, ah, now you're scrolling with us. But we know, <laughs> you know, it's like I said, we know. And so it ends up just being a fight. 
And you do have it, it looks great. Patrick Gleason's art's great. There's some real cool panel layouts as it's going on. You have disgusting things like Peter putting his fist right through Kindred's chest for him to laugh at it and maggots and stuff. I mean, it's horrific. Um, but again, you, you and you also the hood comes back and you see, but that doesn't really reveal anything really. It just seems in my mind it's just okay, well. He hates Peter. We, we supposedly know it's Harry, and he's going to take his revenge. He's going to taunt him. He's going to trash talk him. But even then, if he really wants to hurt Peter, I think that saying he's Harry is right there. I mean, yeah. you would you would blow Peter's mind. Then you would even have it. And the only thing I could think of is he wants to fight. And if Peter knows it's Harry, Peter would probably step back and, you know, his mind would be blown. Um, but I guess the big thing is even with the LR issue, with this confusion and mystery of how it is Harry seems to be the big thing that'll come about and how this happened, how it was connected to One More Day, all these things going on. And that's fine enough. But in this issue, it's a lot of fighting. It is a lot of fighting. And what we're going to end up doing is Peter, who he's pretty much Monty Hall. He wants to make deals with everyone, right? He's he's the wheeler and dealer of the MCU because he says, I'll make a deal with you. You know, just take me because he sees the order of the web being possessed by the demon of the sin eater stuff and all the sins. Just take me, you know, kill me, do whatever you have to do. And they are freed then. They, the Order of the Web's freed. That's one of the bigger things that happened here. They're just horrific, too. I'm telling you, Silk is just awful looking with that weird side mouth. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so disgusting. Um, but you end up having, you know, Kindred say, okay. He ends up putting his hand up. It's pretty cool as you see all the sins going and all of the Order of the Web. They're falling into the river there because you know, they kind of pass out, wake up. They save themselves. But we're just leading to this last bit where Peter's thank, says, thank God, they're saved. Everybody's okay. And then you go with the big cliffhanger because it is, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it is crazy. One thing I did want to mention, um, you know, uh, Kindred, you know, clearly takes uh him out of the dreamscape he is now you know in new york uh that's where we see all the other uh people of the of the web you know gwen miles all them and you noticed how gwen had miles over her head and she was about to throw him i did not know that in miles's book he somehow fixed everything like he wasn't like controlled or whatever um, that's the only thing I can, I guess, guess, because by the time she is still crazy, you can see that he is like knocked unconscious or whatever. So there's one little thing that, you know, you don't get out of the LR or the, or the Spider-Man book. You would have to read another Spider-Man, which is Miles Morales. But, you know, I digress, you know, small little nitpick there. But when he says, oh, thank God, they're all okay. Kindred then says now about that deal and the very last page. Jim, I'm probably I will tell you this. I probably am more negative on this book than you think. Probably Uh, because I'm not I'm not fully negative because of the craziness. And I'll say another thing. You go on and I'll tell you my thing. I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Talking about it has has got made my score go a little bit higher than what initially was. But when he says now about that deal, let's go face the truth together. He snaps Peter's neck. Kindred snaps his neck and not only snaps it, twists it all the way around 180 degrees. 
Yeah, like, Peter's facing us. He's facing away from us, but he's looking at us. It gets <laughs> turned all the way around. Now, I wish that the art, I wish the snap wasn't right where it was. You'd see it more. Uh, it does kind of cover it, the sound effect snap, but you can yeah, see it's, it. You it's, can clearly, see it's clearly a uh, a censorship thing. Probably. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. You didn't want to have Peter's just look like just mangled like that. Yeah, it is crazy. Dead eyes and everything. It's it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts that this is how they ended it. Um, and I think that's what upset me a little bit from the moment. Uh, Peter said, "Oh, well, kill me instead. Kill me instead." And then only two pages, two or three pages, and then the snap. I felt like it, it might have been a little too fast for me because I couldn't process everything. I was like, okay, what's going on? And then boom. And especially it's, because it's, it's, it's already flying. The issue's yeah. flying at that point. Yeah. Now, my thing is, is I kind of like it when we get to the LR, we'll find out that the Order of the Web with Doctor Strange and Felicia, they're going to use the the hand and go into the dreamscape of Peter, which he's obviously not there anymore. He is yeah. in the right. But now he did. And now you have Kindred who seemingly came, you know, out of hell, all these things and can bring characters back. Sin Eater was dead, brought him back and himself. So I think that when we do, we will go into the afterlife. I mean, he's dead. And yeah. so I'm looking forward to that being the key to seeing yeah, I, what's I feel going like, on with Harry and yeah. how this led to it. That's why I don't mind it as much. It, it's I a think shock. Harry will put him through like a like a seven levels of hell type. Yeah, like yeah, like and a you'll see Inferno. a flash. Yeah, you'll see Flash. You'll see Ben. You'll see Gwen. You'll start seeing all these other people. I I fully agree I with you. That's yeah. why I think that they named. The, the skeletons there. The, the only reason they named it, I think, is because he's going to have to go. And when that happened with the skeletons at the table and like, oh, man, you killed them all. No, Peter, you did. And he's going to go. Now, remember, too, what Kindred did to Sin Eater and screwed him. My, his mind was blown where, hey, Stan, uh, remember that partner of yours that got killed by those drug dealers? No, no, you did it. And that blew his mind and changed him. And he went wacky and all that. So I think that this is just a lead up to have, like you said, them go through like a Harry's Inferno here, where you're going to go through all the steps, obviously, in my mind, ending with Ben and Gwen, those will be the big deals of you caused all this. And it, it is kind of funny, the idea, because it has been, you know, debated who did snap Gwen's neck. And it was the, you know, it was the web, but it was the fall and all those things. So I, I do think that that is pretty cool, though. You're also going to have the, you know, order of the web in the dreamscape trying to go and in that having Norman try to help his son with Mary Jane. So there's a lot going on and I don't know how that's going to all tie in while, you know, seemingly they probably will be in hell, but yeah. I do like the art. I think I will be a little more positive than you. I am at a seven, five. It's a good seven, five, and it's really the cliffhanger. And I know you said it came too quick, but it is a shocking cliffhanger. Yeah. It does go with this deal. I like the Order of the Web not being demonically possessed because what else are you going to do with that? I mean, they can only wreck so much and do that. Then you have to start getting, you know, the National Guard in and start shooting them and things like that. So I do like that. And I like the dialogue between Kindred and Peter. I would have liked it a lot more if I didn't know it was Harry. And just having Peter not know 
you might as well just tell them. I, we know it. I, and like you said, you know, the dramatic, I, I just, it, it gets on my nerves, but mm-hmm. what would you give it? I did last night, uh, give it a six, five. Uh, but after, after reading, you know, taking a good look at it, I do love the two splash pages that, uh, Gleason does here. Uh, and I also like the attention to detail when it comes to things like the I, the irony that Gwen is throwing Miles off the bridge, which that was the exact same spot she died, or the the six one six universe Gwen died. Uh, and so I I will give this a seven. I will go ahead and and give this I'm a still a little more positive too, an average seven. Yeah, and it's funny because sometimes I'll say eh, seven five. I could go up to an eight. I think I'm just at a solid seven. I don't think I'd go up or down. The art does carry it, but it has to because not yeah. a lot really happens, and there's a crazy cliffhanger. Uh, and the thing is, and maybe this is the thing because we're going to go to the LR issue now, the fifty two LR. And maybe it's because we get that as well, which does continue the story a little bit with the Order of the Web being – maybe that may be more positive. Maybe if we just got the Amazing Spider-Man 52, boom, it was so quick. I'm like, really? Like, that was the way. But the two combined actually – to me, it, it, made it, it, it is a very deal. good companion piece. It yeah, really is. Yeah. So we're going to go to that. And it is the Fallen Order Part 3. It's Amazing Spider-Man LR, R52.LR, written by Nick Spencer and Matthew Rosenberg. Colors by Marcelo Menez and Eric Arcianega. And letters by VCs Ariana Mayer. After being cleansed of a sin by the Sin Eater, Norman Osborn revealed that the true threat behind the Sin Eater, the mysterious villain Kindred, is really his son, Harry Osborn. I, I think that when they say that, that's where I'm like, okay, I'm going to settle with this. If it said he thinks it's his son, it just seems weird. Like I'm, I'm still waiting for that crazy twist reveal, especially when he doesn't tell Peter. Uh, something's up, but I just no, want to do that. It, like, wouldn't it be just a complete head spin, you know, with what happened last issue? Um, you know, if, you know, <laughs> if, if Osborne goes to Kindred and says, Harry, just stop this. And you, and he's like, Oh, you think I'm Harry? And then reveal it's Flash Thompson instead, you know, reveal it's mm-hmm. Uncle Ben. Exactly. You know, that would That's be crazy. The, I, I think that would be a redeeming moment, but. I feel I feel like with with how on you know on par Nick Spencer has been you know a lot of people have been very critical with a lot of stuff ever since uh, Secret Empire. Uh, I think I think <laughs> I think that he has been doing really well for this part of the Amazing Spider-Man run. I'm really enjoying. And I think I Brandon think, would like it too. Actually, I think that he'd really like it, but he's just he's done with I, Nick Spencer. I, I genuinely think he has a pretty good reveal, or at least a uh emotional reveal with how spidey spider-man or peter is going to take it so i'm looking forward to that but i do think it does hinder it just a tad knowing that it's harry wishing to put an end to harry's violence norman now seeks the help of harry's old friend mary jane watson whom he just rescued from a disaster on the brooklyn bridge and i thought that was a little force like all of a sudden crash here i'm here to save you boom i'm in the right place at the right time but who caused the disaster while well, kindred used all the sins collected by the sin eater turned peter's spider friends into his demonic puppets under kindred's influence they wreaked havoc on spider-man nearly destroyed the brooklyn bridge peter struck a deal with kindred to free his friends but they had already become a target for the sin eater now the sin eater plots to cleanse the sins of one of the spider hero's deadliest enemies morloon thereby stealing his power and using them to destroy the spiders once and for all. And 
Yeah, we have. And I said it shocked me that we actually had Sin Eater back, but it makes sense because there's things to do then. You, you end up having a lot more going on in the LR issues. And maybe that's why I do like them. A lot of stuff going. You don't get a ton of Harry or Norman Mary Jane. You basically have, I don't trust you. Please trust me. I don't trust you. Why should I trust you? I'm not going to tell you. Another bit where they're like, really, you're going to keep info. But one of the big things and one thing that you had predicted with Old Morloon going, and we see that Sin Eater is going to draw him in by pretty much knowing that Morloon would be hungry. The hunger's there. So he pretty much uses the vials from the whole deal. And I'm telling you, this is where we had that editor's note that drove me nuts because you end up having <laughs> you have seniors like i'm gonna get these vials that a mad woman used on all of manhattan i'm I know, gonna it, use it this felt very specific to where like okay maybe i should know this maybe this is from nick spencer's run and i couldn't remember anything I didn't all. remember it either. And so then the next page you get that mad woman senior mentioned was Spider Queen and the weapon caused Spider Island. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. Okay. And I will and say that is a pretty far callback. If anybody remembers, that's from Dan Slott's run. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do. Now I came on a fresh start. Fresh start. So, you know, I needed that, that note. And it was a page later, and I'm looking through things. I'm like, oh, man, it happened again. Uh, But, yeah, so all this stuff is going on. But I do like that idea where you end up having the Sin Eater's followers. He doesn't quite have the connection with Kindred anymore. He keeps saying, you know, why are you forsaking me? I want you back. And then uses these vials pretty much to, oh, you guys are my followers? Well, here you go. You're going to become awful. And that's what's going to draw more loons so that he can then cleanse his sins and take his powers to use that to fight the order of the web and everything else you know that i do like that idea and really i said to you i think that this whole thing ends with finally kindred accepting sin eater back sin eater says screw you you ended up ditching me boom gets kindred's powers and resurrects peter that's all i think but we'll see we'll see if that does happen but you end up having the order of the web they don't know what happened they're like, what the heck? I just woke up and I'm I'm here. I'm throwing people over here and there's all this destruction. I think we did it. Uh, we, we better skedaddle. Well, people are dying and that's when Dr. Strange shows up. Pretty, pretty badass the way he shows up, right? Yeah, I, I like the little the little nod to what could have been a I can't remember her name. Uh the one in the red jacket, uh the part of the spider family. Uh in last issue, when Peter sees her she's fully like in like this red aura. And I almost thought it was her. And I think that's what Nick Spencer was going for. And then when you see this Carl Urban looking Dr. Strange, I, I thought it was really awesome. Yeah. Oh, it looked awesome. It it really did. And you have that where he's saving some people while he's talking to them. He's doing like his crazy multitasking. And basically it does go with the idea that they're going to go and try to save Peter. We knew this. He ended up having Felicia and Dr. Strange go to, you know, they're going to go, but they have to save everyone. They got to get a connection to Peter. So the only thing that I didn't really love in this issue, besides Norman not revealing why it's Harry as kindred, where he says he knows and he has all this info that he's not going to tell Mary Jane, uh, the idea that the plan to get Peter now is pretty much the plan 
that Peter was using to get them. We're going to go into the thing. We have a connection to you guys. We're going to go to the dreamscape and find them. Well, we know that that's trouble, but we also know Peter isn't there now. He's dead. So we'll see how that all works out. And when you do go in, Dr. Strange ends up saying, hey, uh, there's trouble here. I'm like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And I hope that it doesn't go back to, okay, here's the order of the web fighting people. We just had the possessed order of the web going around wrecking. And now are we going to do that again? And I hope not. But I I do like this issue. And I do like that Mary Jane doesn't just say, hey, Norman, I'm down with you. She is like, get the hell out of here. She's on the fence. Yeah. yeah. She is with a person that has ruined her life for, you know, who knows how long. And she's not just hunky dory with the idea of working with them. So I think that shows character for somebody who didn't get a whole lot of character in that dumb miniseries oh that she was my in God. That, that is dumb. <laughs> that's dumb and done is what it is just so, crazy so I, i'm glad that you know they aren't just like oh you know making this go by even quicker by having everybody work together it does bother me that if they are going to work together norman should have easily you know taken one more panel just to say oh it's harry and this is how like that that's it yeah, and that's the thing. Again, it, this is what I said in the well, – you're watching a movie and you're like, just say it. <laughs> just say, it. hey, listen, I need your help. <laughs> no, I'm not going to help you. No, 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 it's about Harry. They're done and done because when she hears that, she's going to help. I mean, and but that's where – and it's Julia Carpenter, I think, that who you were talking about in the the red. Yes. Uh, yeah, Madam yeah, yeah. Web. That's, yeah. Uh, I, for some reason, I'm just looking at this page. I'm like, oh, that's Well, sweet. I say red and freaking Jessica's there too in a red Spider-Man outfit. So it doesn't help it <laughs> whatsoever. <Jessica. laughs> but, yeah, so you, you end up, though, with, with Norman – you know, he's delaying the Harry reveal. Like, it's yeah. Harry. Okay. Well, I'm in, but that doesn't make sense. I just saw him. He's okay. This is something you've been bringing up. And he goes, well, I know how things work here, but I'm not going to tell you. We don't have time. And then it does take Dr. Kafka to come out and say, and what, what is she hiding in the closet? She's like, boom. Hey there. Here I am, Dr. Kafka, and I say that you should help out. And Mary Jane's, you dead. Not anymore. All right. And it kind of made me laugh. But even like looking at it now to really explain the deal, Mary Jane freaks out and then hits Norman in the face with a lamp. He's bleeding. It's Harry. It takes him all that to say it's Harry. I'm like, really? You're you're getting assaulted. Just say it. (laughs) Oh, God, she's going to kill me. I think I should tell her now. It's Harry. Oh, okay. You should have said, you should have led with that. But then, like I said, Kafka was like, hey, here I am. Yeah, you should help. And, and then it's weird, too, because you end up having Dr. Kafka, hey, uh, you know, you can help out. We got to do this. And Mary Jane's, you're dead, whatever. And then she says, I'm back among the living, thankfully. Then Mary Jane says, well, no offense, Doc. Your psychiatric expertise comes highly recommended. And I'm like, okay. And then it's like, no much evil. You saw. It's weird that she's. It was a it weird. Was, it sentence. was very weird. Wasn't it yeah. the way it was yeah. worded? I'm waiting for her to say, no offense, doc, but I ain't dealing with no ghost psychiatrist. <laughs> I don't like. I ain't dealing with no zombies here. And it threw me off a bit. And I kept reading. I'm like, I get what she's saying about sinning or all that stuff. Like it's, she it's, doesn't believe. It's one of those. It's one of those lines that's supposed to tell the reader, hey, if you don't know who she is. She's a psychiatrist. And sometimes it doesn't need to be said. 
you know? Not at all, because it's been set up in that she was there in Ravencroft last issue with yeah. Norman and said, hey, as a psychologist, you know, but everybody has their first issue. It'd be weird to jump into this LR issue as your first of the deal, but says, no, 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 I, I ended up studying. And again, it's really pushing the sin eater. He really does cleanse people. He really does get this, but, you know, we're going to have to deal with it. And that's the best thing in this, though, even though Norman does not say Here's why this is, and it makes sense. He does say, listen, Peter's been haunted by dreams, right? Yes. It's like a checklist. Check, and we see things from before. You always think that there's a threat. Somebody's looking over you. Check. So she's like, yeah, yeah, I think that's the case. Um, But yeah, overall, the Sin Eater stuff is the most interesting to me, him getting more loom. But you kind of just set that up. And this is a, a very big setup issue. You're not really resolving anything, which... I understand we're we're still in the middle, but you get Mary Jane. Okay, I'll help you. You know, there you get the order of the web. We'll go into the dreamscape to get Peter. They just get there and they don't do anything more. And you get this whole deal with Marloon. He's going to want to feed. Let me get you. Let me infect all you guys to be the bait. And then we don't really get anything from that either. Uh, one of the things that will end up being a thing is the idea that in the regular world, you do end up having Black Cat guarding over the hand. She's not allowed to go off with him. She's guarding the hand. I'm sure she's going to get to fight some people. But in this dreamscape, you get a a cliffhanger of what? I don't know who that is. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that it's a weird dreamscape version of Mary Jane. I think it's a evil Mary Jane. I think that it's fully that. I mean, just the way that she's there and you see that hair and things like that. It'd be funny, like pulls around and it's like Tony Stark with a wig. But no, (laughs) I I think, I think it's, it's the evil Mary Jane. And I think that they're going to end up fighting a bunch of these evil things. And you set it up good last issue that we did the LR of, you know, all those little hints of things like that. And I do believe there was a banner with Mary Jane and also the big, uh, you know, your underwear stuff. So I think that they're going to end up fighting some demonic versions, you know, dreamscape bad versions of things. I just hope that it doesn't devolve into just, hey, they have to be up to something while the big stuff happens because the bigger things right now are Harry, you know, and Norman and Mary Jane going to help him, but also you know, Sin Eater getting more loons. So we'll see. Uh, but what did you think of this? This one I did like, you know, uh, re- like like I said, the, those few panels and pages with uh, Doctor Strange saving everybody on the bridge was awesome. Really like the colors pop. And, you know, with this cliffhanger, you know, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get more of Marloon. But I know that, like you said, we're probably just in the middle of this, you know, ending for Kindred. So... I'm sure we're going to get plenty more of him later on. But overall, I did really enjoy it. I gave this one 7.5. I'm going to give it a 7.5 as well. And it's one of those things where the regular 52, I gave a 7.5 crazy cliffhanger. But I I actually like the little storylines going. Yeah, they don't really go fully. You're obviously in the middle of things here. But I'm more interested, I think, right now. Especially because, you know, Harry isn't going to reveal to Peter yet things of, you know, the name and stuff. So I really think the Morlun stuff's very interesting. And I do want to see how Nick Spencer and Matthew Rosenberg get to the point where Kindred can be with 
Norman and Mary Jane because it just doesn't seem like that's a possible thing. But we'll see how it is. I think that that's kind of the I can't tell you what I know secrets and we're going to see some real wacky stuff to get that to go because I don't think they're going to snap each other's necks and go to hell. So how are they going to get to him? I really am worried that it's just like the last page of the last issue of all this. Hey, we love you, Harry. What? And he ends up, you know, turning back or whatever. But I, I do like it. I think I'm I'm still at the point where these LR issues, they're they're impressing me by being pretty good. Usually these other things are like, eh, it's a side thing. I don't need to read it, but I'm I'm digging it. But we're gonna go to the last issue of this section that me and you are talking about. And it's champions. Champions number two. Seems like champions should be at like issue twelve by now. <laughs> it, it seems like it's just and the shutdown, all that affecting it, but I'm not a fan of Outlawed. I will let everybody know it every time that it comes up. And this book, boy, it's it's outlawed. I mean, it's it's just outlawed pretty much. And it kind of throws me back a little. And being somebody who wants to get on the champions, actually like this issue a little more than the first. The first one I didn't like at all. Uh, I wanted to have fun with the champions. And this is something that's happened. My little champions deal. I end up fresh start, fresh start comes in, they end up redoing Jim Zub's champions. But then when I read the number one, I'm told I have to go back and read 17 other issues before that. That's not my idea of a number one. That's a number two, Clay. That's a joke. But you end up where <laughs> you have all these going on. And I just want a jumping on point. And even this, Eve Ewing doing this champions I want more of a jumping on point than it just continuing the outlawed story. And she ends up doing things. In a well, and that's two. my question. That's my question. Is this only going to be a champions outlawed book? Yeah, no, it's supposed to be the series. So they have to get through this where most of the books where we talk about them have rightfully just said, eh, I'm not going to deal. Like you end up having Miles Morales was already dealing with the ultimatum stuff and the green goblin. So it doesn't work out well with the outlawed stuff. So that gets pushed aside, which I'm, I'm happy with. Yeah. This is just straight up the continuation of outlawed. And in my mind, it could have just been outlawed number three. Now, now that we have two of these in the one outlawed and then do something. What I would have liked is if the timing would have been better and you would have had champions have a first arc so that everybody could get involved with these characters, know what they're about, know the connections. And then and yeah, dive you, into outlaw. Yeah, and then dive in outlaw. Now you can tell me, well, read Jim Zub stuff. because, that, But I'm saying I want Eve Ewing, who's doing it now. I want to see her take. I want to see her deal. Well, and, and, and that's and that you can't you can't ask people to do that every single time you always. jump on a book. Because it, I think it would be very unfair for somebody – like me, you know, I jumped into, you know, with last episode, I jumped into Captain Marvel. I jumped into what was the other ones we talked about? Uh, freaking uh, yeah, the, the Avengers and everything oh, else. Avengers, Avengers, Captain and, Marvel. And, and uh, we, yes, then we did. I, I, I randomly read those like periodically for the past two years and everything, but I haven't been keeping up with the story. But if you were to say, hey, in order to understand every panel of this book, you need to go read another 50 issues. I'm not okay with that, and I'm not no, going to do it. No, and it's it's where are you jumping on then? And even in this, where you ended up having Eve Ewing do the Riri Williams Ironheart book that ended up getting canceled. The sales weren't great, though she seems to think everybody's down with all those characters too. I need a little bit of a 
you know, kind of a lesson, a, a little bit going into this. And I would have loved to have, even if it was three issues, champion stuff, you get a little idea of e-viewings, champions, how they all get along, how they're doing this, who they don't like, who likes, and then go off to the Viv disaster and then have the Outlawed story playing out. And that, this is just like, well, we had Outlawed. Now let's get back to the champions as if, you know, it never was canceled. It, it was, uh, and so I'm just, I get left behind a bit and I know the characters enough. And this issue, I said, I, I'm saying all this. I like this issue a little more because we are getting some moments with each of the characters and things like that. But it just also seems weird. And I, I always do want to bring it up too, because it is written by E viewing. It's champions number two. E viewing, who's I believe 35, who's writing for the kids. She, hey, hey, young kids. She's yelling. There are yeah. some phrases in here. I'm like, you know, I'm not a young kid, but I, I don't know that I need a 35 <laughs> year old giving me, you know, the young kids speak. But you end up art by Simone DeMaio and Bob Quinn, colors by Frederico Blee, letters by VCs Clayton Callis. Champions are serving as protection for a young environmental activist during a scientific summit at Cole's Academy. Kind of, uh, you know, How like, like you? Greta. The school was attacked in a series of strategic miscalculations led to a devastating explosion that caused Miss Marvel series injuries and Vivision's parent death. Shortly after Kamala's law went into effect and underage superheroes were declared illegal with the government-sponsored task force cradle enforcing the ban. Miss Marvel recovered from her injuries and made a public declaration that the champions would continue on at defiance of the law. When the young heroes met decide their next move someone informed them of cradle uh informed them to cradle raided and meeting arresting several of the assembled kids i can't read and watching a secret from afar was a very much alive viv it was viv vision viv isn't dead now with this whole deal what happens if viv just comes out and says hey y'all i ain't dead like are they like okay well that's not or if kamala comes out and says i don't want this law i feel like well I feel like either one of those could definitely happen with how things are looking in this issue. I think more so, I think more so it'll happen with uh, Kamala because you see Viv here. She even says like once she sees on the TV that, you know, cradle is, you know, swarming them or whatever that they need to go hide. Yeah. They need, they need to give up. And so I don't think she's quite there yet, but I could easily see Eve doing this, you know, Viv, you know, getting getting the courage to stand up and, and come out into the open and show that she's alive and all of this other stuff. Yeah. Now, my my issue with this, it's the force nature, a bit of the story. And the force nature is the, you know, power creates more. This whole deal where you have Cradle, the worst name ever cradle where they're not allowing the whole deal. They're passing all these laws that the young heroes cannot be heroes unless they have a mentor. That's fine. What Eve Ewing is already doing in this issue though, is forcing into the, okay, now that we grab that power, now the powers that be the police, the government, eh, now they're going to go over the top. Now they're going to run a police state. Now they're rounding up people. They're going to put them in internment camps. And it's really spelled out. I think a bit heavy handed here of the idea. And why I say that is because we're not really seeing, we do see that the people are, you know, in the streets, you know, down with the police, down with this, you know, straight from the headlines, if you will. What I need to see though, is some of the police officers, some of people in government 
saying, whoa, 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 we can't do this. I need to see the actual, you know, a real reality of it. We see it with the kids protesting. Some kids are for, some kids are against, but we're not really seeing much of, you know, the good people who don't want this to happen. It is pretty much boom, boom. One side, your government, they're bad, and the the kids are going to take it, and they're going to fight amongst themselves. So even when you have this re-education center where they're like, hey, you know, we're going to teach you what it's like, and you have the kid, I know what that's about. My grandmother got killed in one of those. My people were put in these schools. I like the concept. The idea mm-hmm. is there. I think that Eve Ewing is doing this from a place of, you know, wanting to, you know, a place of love even, but it's just, she doesn't have to make it so cut and dry in my mind to really force that idea of this totalitarian state coming their way because there would be people that would end up stepping in. I'm not talking people like Captain America. I'm talking, you know, where are the senators that are against us? Where well, is all I don't, this? I don't know if you ever listened to My Chemical Romance, and I know that's a really weird question, but it's – there's there's a song that they Gerard had years Way, ago. They my, had a song, my man well, they, is a gem. They, <laughs> they had uh, what was it? Teenagers was the song, and I think the very first line of that song or or the chorus is "Teenagers scare the living s out of me." I know that you we don't we I know we don't cuss on the uh, Weird Science Marvel podcast, but I feel like that is totally true in this aspect because none of the adults are really doing anything here. No. No, and, and that's, at, that's, at a time you see a police officer at one point be like, "Okay, you are ordered to be dispersed, move along, move along." But like, there's not really anybody getting involved. Like you're saying, I think that they should get involved. You know, because if there's going to be two sides of a coin in these protests, I think there needs to be two sides of a coin when it comes to the coverage. Because you and see, I'd like to see that. I think it was because I'll be honest, I didn't read the first issue, but I did read Outlawed. The, the one shot. And so I saw that when Cradle was created or whatnot. So I, I knew that there was a whole bunch of adults immediately like, hey, we need to do this to protect the kids. And you never saw anybody on the opposite side of that, whether it be from government, whether it be from lawyers, whether it be from just random adult citizens. You didn't really. That was my see biggest it. problem with the last issue as well of Champ. The first, it's just too cut and dry. Yeah. Us against them. And we're in a more sophisticated world. And we see, and I see Eve Ewing again, what she's doing. And, and it, it almost makes me cringe at points because of the forced nature of it. And it's the line where the police go to get the kids. Now, these aren't superhero kids. They're just protesting. So mm-hmm. should they be allowed to protest all this? Well, the police come in and say, these aren't super teens, just regular little thugs. And now we're going to that whole deal of... Was it peaceful protesting? Was everybody lit? And I, I really, that's something that I really don't need to have in a kid book here doing this. Yes, that's a discussion to be had. That's something that people have been discussing now mm-hmm. for months upon months upon months. But I, we, we're not seeing anything but, okay, these people are bad. These people are good. Let's go. And the big, you know, the big thing going with, oh, well, what would the teens think? That's fine. Some of the teens, I said, the last issue, of you didn't read it, you ended up having, well, we're going to start a Kamala Law Club at the schools. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this supposed to be like the Nazi youth? It seems so like just forced <laughs> in. I'm like, let's go to club. 
I'm like, you know, Eric tried to start the D&D club at our school. They wouldn't let him, but yet they're going to have this hate club. I just, I just, I just want the champions, even if it's mm-hmm. in this outlawed story. I want them. And all this is going on while you end up Miles, Kamala, you know, Sam, Nova. They're they're up watching from the, the, the rooftop. Hey, should we get involved? No. I want to get involved. No. Ah, uh, we got to do this. And then they just get involved. And again, I see, just, I'm fine with these protests and conversations being a highlight of the story, but you're not getting the characters that are involved with the outlaw. Yeah, and I'm saying I don't mind if it, if it's a, a twist of it or we're seeing something that brings some new conversation to it. This actually with this whole idea is going with the idea that, you know, that side's bad, that side's good. And the problem is reading this, whatever side you're on, you're either going to be like, yeah, or I'm pissed. And I just it, it makes it so, like I said, so cut and dry. And the problem I have now, this is getting way more political than we usually do. And listen, <laughs> I, I, you know, at the, uh, you know, idea that I could sacrifice whoever many people will get mad at me and leave the podcast. I think that there is always a place for peaceful protest. And I think that peaceful protest does not equal looters and rioters. The problem is, is when people are arguing about it, when you have both sides arguing all these months, the problem is it does become cut and dry to them. The one side says, nope, you're all looters. The other, no, peace. And that's what this book has. I Mm -hmm. need to see this. If you're going to do the story, How about making it so that we could all not all get along, but make it more realistic to what really was happening so that maybe you can open some eyes. Maybe you can say, oh, yeah, you know what? They were just doing this or doing this. But Eve Ewing just wants to boom. I've seen Eve Ewing's tweets. I know what side she's on. And that's my don't just sit there and use this as your platform to say bad people, good people, because it, it's a, there's a gray area. There's a real big gray area. And unfortunately, when the fight had been going on, nobody went with a gray. It was just boom. And that's what upsets me about it. Uh, you know, you could use this to, you know, get a little more of a, you know, bigger discussion about it. But she's trying to put this in. Also, go back to this outlaw. Just doesn't make a fun book for kids. I like kid heroes. I don't need a civil war. It goes beyond just, you know, protest and stuff. It's this whole deal. And again, now my thoughts are, I I need my medicine, Clay. (laughs) I need it right now because here's the thing. Now that I say about this laws and stuff like that, that's what I want to deal with. You know, and yes, I could see where you could see the pro. Oh, look, they support us. They don't. But we're we're getting away from the real story here. And as you even said that you we're getting away from some of the characters as well Mm -hmm. as they're reacting to this. And if you tell me that it's not so obvious setup of the police now are just going to say we could do what the hell we want and start knocking heads and more laws passed. I I think that that's all it's going to when I want some of the characters. We do get that. I even like when they're on the rooftop discussing things. So you get Nova. He just wants to go down. I need to help these people. I need to help them. Kamala, eh, Kamala's always like, I don't know. She's worried about all these things, but she's supposed to lead them, but can't really because of everything went down. But they do go down to help. And, you know, you have people, hey, they're helping. No, they're not. They're att-. And we're just back to that. But when we get to Riri, I start liking the issue a little more. I start liking the idea that Riri has given up supposedly being superhero 
even though it seems like she is still being mentored by Iron Man. So mm-hmm. she can do what she wants. Now, I said, just get anybody to me- get Boomerang. Boomerang will mentor anybody. <laughs> but, you know, but I love Riri. Riri's one of my favorite characters. I didn't Wait, really if like you Eve mentor, Ewing. If you, if you get a mentor like Boomerang, doesn't that mean you get, uh, like, diplomatic immunity, like, immediately? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. If, if This is the thing. If they would recognize Boomerang as a – they do have a list. They said that last issue. There is a list of – and this is what drove me nuts. They end up, hey – did you, should we get a mentor? Did you see the list? All of the good heroes are, are taken. What? I said, this is like going to, you know, the 7 Eleven and you get a bum to buy your beer. It doesn't matter if it's a bum, you get the beer. <laughs> you, you go, I had one, my one buddy who had a older guy that lived because he'd want to get into our movies. It was the weirdest thing. And he'd go and this guy would drop and say, yeah, I'm his father. You can go in. He didn't care what this guy was. He just wanted to get in. But yeah, they, oh, you know, did you see who's left? I'm, who cares? Wouldn't you rather have like a, a weird, you know, hero that doesn't really get involved? He's just there. But, but yeah, yeah. So if you have a mentor, you're good to go. And I they will say, say but- the one the one thing that kind of got me upset over this whole Civil War thing and eventually just over the Civil War overall, you know, the actual story of it is the fact that, you know, uh, Nova brings up this idea of like, okay, we, you know, we have our secret identities and you no longer have your secret identity. If you look at all the Avengers, they no longer have a secret identity. So it doesn't like it almost doesn't matter. But I understand the sentiment to the story, but it makes it hard to it it makes it hard to believe like this is genuine when they're these characters might actually drop the fact that they have a secret identity later on. Yeah. And that's where like you get the weird deal. Miles, I don't think Peter would suggest that, you know, they still, have, but like you said, the Avengers. Now I do like the concept though, that Riri, she's more concerned with her mom. And and that's what I like her mom. You even have viewing has to show, you know, her mom is real nice. Hey, Riri, even if you're not superhero you should go back to your lab. That's what you do. Don't let them, you know, make you hate the thing that you love. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to work. And then that they was a good line. I like that. Yeah, it was. And I like Riri saying like, Hey, you know, I saw the news, Spider-Man, Miss Marvel, Riri Williams, she's a target. Now, the thing is, she says that, but then it it doesn't make sense because it seems like she has a mentor. So she can do things, but makes it seem like if I go out, I'm going to get in trouble. They know me and then my mom gets in trouble. The thing is, Eve Ewing, I think, has gotten herself into one of them Ouroboros snaking in its own tail here because if that's the – I think that her mom would already be in trouble. Her mom would already be in trouble and the fact that – I think they would have rounded Riri up already if they know where she lives and all. It doesn't seem like this is a law that they're necessarily grabbing people while they're out. They they have raided just some kids hanging out talking about being heroes, but still the champion steel seems to be enough already to just get rounded up. That happened with Starling. It happened, you know, with all of them, the last issue. And yeah. so it kind of makes it weird for her to say like, they know who I am and I can't do anything or they'll get my mom for neglect. I think they already would have been looking into that and may have already, you know, said, we're going to do that. But Tony Stark 
is a powerful mentor. He would, and that's, I need that too. I even need, I would love, just love to have, because Cap has been in some of these books. He was in the Miles book dealing with some of the Civil War or outlawed stuff. But I would love where you'd end up having Reary go and go visit Cap and Tony uh, at Avengers Mountain and say, hey, we got this problem. They want to register us. And, and both of them are like, we're out. We're, I'm not getting involved <laughs> in that crap anymore. No way. And PTSD it would be funny. to the max. Oh, yeah. They're like, no, no, we, we, we're buddies now again. We, we don't need that crap. But, uh, yeah, so all of this is just – you know, the Kamala's law and all that. Well, you end up where somebody we know it's Viv is the mole and ends up alerting Cradle again to say, hey, they're at Riri's house. And again, if you are the police, if you are the government, you'd have this place staked out. She is a known member of the, the all these kids are their, her friends. They would have had at least one person watching all along. You really don't need Viv to, to spell out that. But she does and you know the cradle is coming to get them Riri, who said she wasn't going to be a hero anymore she has the gauntlet on boom she's going to be you know iron heart and they go out but then you do see at the end where you have viv who's heading off on a bus she's heading off to wherever who knows to try to start a new life she does want them to bib up she says just go with them stop fighting go with them and be safe and I don't think that she necessarily knows what's happening after they get taken. I don't think yeah. she's seeing these re-education deals. And I think that would be the change that you're talking about. But then we go off and there you go. You have the, you know, the uh, champions fighting the the army now. And it this, looks is, like this the is the disappointing army. part that we both said we want more of this and we only get it in one page. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And. I do like it more than the last issue. I'm going to go I'm going to go a 7 because I do like the art. I think the art I, is really good. I am going a flat 7 because I like the concept. I like the I, like I like the ideas. I just don't know where e-viewing is going. So it's really hard to grasp that concept. And like I said, I do I do like Simone's art. Um like I said, Power Rangers veteran. Uh he was on that book for quite some time. So I did get, give it a seven also. And here's the thing. There's always going to be the argument, the argument every week. And I see it on Twitter all the time. Should comics be political? Well, they've always been political. Yes. Uh, they have. And even if you go with the idea, you could even insert the X-Men into this and say, okay, this is an X-Men issue where all the government, everybody, they're against the mutants. I mean, it really wouldn't change much. Mutants aren't allowed. They have to be brought in. You, you could do that and make it. The thing is, it's when it is forced and it becomes just the over-the-top focus of it when there are times where you can do this and make it fit all in the book. Everything makes sense, and it's a, a deal. It does end up where it seems like e-viewing. Instead of saying, I want to do a champion's book, it seems like I want to do a champion's book so I could throw this into it because it will work with the idea of it being the teen heroes. When again, this is something we've seen in the X-Men for years and years and years and all yeah. these other things. So it's not exactly, you know, the most original idea. It's just kind of put into this champions. And by the end with Riri and them, I'm getting more of the stuff, you know, I want to have both. I want to see the characters react to stuff, how they're doing the things. But I also want to see the other side, which we only see that one you know, re-education lady really is our focus. And, you know, is the striker, is that their version? Because I want more. I want more of the government. I want to see how this is going. The fight. So, yeah, seven, though, is still 
you know, pretty positive. And it, you always have to mention, to, I don't think that the message is wrong. It's just, I don't like the way it's playing out and too cut and dry to, you know, the sides and things. But that's, I don't probably everybody's like, screw you. You should, <laughs> don't talk politics ever. Uh, but how can you avoid it in something like this? So, uh, exactly. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And that kind of, again, that, that is something that usually I will try to avoid, but I do want to like this champion's book. So there you go. There's our deal. We're, we're political now. Yeah, we're, me and you're gonna go start a politics podcast with my <laughs> limited knowledge. It would be the worst. It'd be so. I only know what what I know, right? I only know that I like people to treat other people well. That's it. That's my whole concept. So hopefully that's how this ends. We'll do that. But yeah, well that's it, Clay. Now I'm now I'm miserable. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and eat lunch now. Maybe that'll pick up my spirits. But thank you for joining me again. As we do mention all the things that you are involved with. Yeah, so you can go find me at uh, the Fanboy Comics Podcast, the Comic Book Legion Podcast, the Batman News Weekly Podcast. Of course, I'm always here every single week now. And you can also find me at the Ranger Alliance Podcast. Yep, yeah, on the uh, Geek Ultimate Alliance Network that I do my roundup stuff, right? Yeah, I have, just to mention that, I have a roundup Marvel and DC show on the weekend. Saturday is the DC and the Marvel one is on Sunday. And boy, I struggle to get those done. I will tell you, I always wait for the last second. Uh, it's like me, like, oh, God, I got to get that going. <laughs> <laughs> I have too many other things, but there you go. But yeah, now we're going to go off to Hateful Brandon. And this is the thing. We'll go to Brandon now. And after my discussion, he'll be like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it, that's that's really my plan is to try to make bread. And really, if there's anything that I can do to push people to try out the Patreon, it's to get hateful Brandon full out. I, he be- I was gonna say if, if you Holy if you want to know what it's like, go listen to that US agent. <laughs> oh Brandon. Oh my god, Brandon. He, he ends up in a, the thing is I end up like, should I like it gets to the point, should I actually allow this on? I'm like well, you know, people people do seem to like the guy in, in his awfulness, and I don't think he hates it. It's just he says weird stuff. He really does. I think he's drunk most of the time, but there you go. He was drunk yesterday. Or no, it was Sunday when the Bills were playing and, and were beating Seattle. Holy crap. Oh, he was sending me messages <laughs> that I'll never tell anybody and also just not making any sense. I think at one point he was texting me and thought he was ordering a pizza. He he was like, "That's yeah. awesome!" I, out of nowhere, he's like, "Yeah, large pepperoni." I, I wrote back, "What?" <laughs> and then he just wrote, "LOL." And I, I don't know what you're talking about because I was watching the game along with him, so I, I it wasn't that he got confused. He got all all wacky, but that's that. We'll go we'll go see how he is in just a moment. Here, thank you for joining me, Clay, and yep, off anytime. to a Brandone. Got a line, it was Sunday night, wrote up my notes to get the feeling right. Brandon had messaged me, he's drinking at his friends, but that was at quarter to three. And that's about the time the jerk passed out on me. He lives in Buffalo, I could not see. I guess it's just beyond the weekend show. Way up there in Buffalo, it's just another Sunday night. Brandon's drunk again, Brandon's drunk again. Oh, yes, Brandon is drunk again. It's not Sunday night. This isn't the weekend show, but hey, 
I still like to play that <laughs> song enough. for you, Brandon. And yeah, after that win, I might still be drunk from Sunday. Yeah, really. I, I would think that you would be. You're there. <laughs> You're still uh, in the hangover slash honeymoon phase there. I think that everybody, including men, women, anybody, wants to get their piece of Josh Allen up there in Buffalo. Yeah. A lot of babies going to be born nine months from I think that they better, uh, you know, nail him down for like a 20 year contract or something, because I, I don't know if you realize this looking out the window. Buffalo's not a great place, right? Well, our one saving grace is he went to con- he went to college in Wyoming, which is probably worse. So I watched the game. I was watching it while you were watching it. And I will say one thing that Josh Allen, he's a cool customer in that pocket. And I swear every time I think he's going to get destroyed because he just doesn't yeah. even seem to care no, man, don't but care. that's good no, he doesn't yeah, no, he, yeah. so we're here Big though boy. and last week yeah last week i said you know was one of the more positive episodes that we'd had uh i've already talked to clay with some books here and we're going into the three that me and you are going to do which is miss marvel strange academy which after having strange academy not come out for a while it seemed like this one popped up out of nowhere very yeah, quickly quick. and also the uh, marvel resurrection zombie resurrection deal doesn't help me remember what's going on or keep track of anybody any better though i'll tell you there, that. that book is kind of crazy but we're gonna start with miss marvel magnificent miss marvel and it was just announced it is ending the magnificent miss okay. marvel book will be ending in a little bit so with that i think that salonina med has two things in mind. You got to get Amulet out there, Amulet, who was introduced, and then you had the shutdown slashed outlawed kind of push him aside. So now we're back and you got to get him out. So we do. And that's why in this issue, in my mind, he just shows up and he's just spitting out information about himself because he, you have to get it out. I think he might have the you know dumbest I mean? look going too. He 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 doesn't look good at all to me personally. He's, I he's like kind of him. distracting. Here's the thing. It looks like he has a trash can lid for a breastplate. And I always yeah. like that. Eh, you know, yeah, I, I, like I don't it, know what's but... going on. It looks like he, he's he's found some leftover mummy Halloween costume and uh, uh some some armor. From a Roman, um, his head's know, on fire, and it's the blue store. version of the heat miser. <laughs> it looks like, but you end up where it's going to be a lot of outlawed too. Uh, what actually dawned on me this week because we have the champions book. You have Miss Marvel, and you, you have Salonina Med. I have been enjoying it. You've enjoyed it. I think I've convinced you to enjoy it a little. Uh, but once you end up having another book with Miss Marvel. You don't need the one that isn't selling as much, which is this magnificent Miss Marvel. And it's a shame. I think that they want to have Miss Marvel out there. They want to have at least one book with her in it. They're going to have a TV show coming on down the line. And it's one of those all ages type books. And and going with it, I always like the family aspect and the friends. But again, once you have champions with her in it, this one becomes expendable. Unfortunately, I think that that's what happened. But to end it like this and just yeah, that'll end in six issues and she'll be back yeah well we'll see and then they'll bring <laughs> it back a video game she was the star of that didn't sell great either so i don't know what's going on with kamala here but uh, wanna, they want to push her but you know some people don't like her some people don't some people don't like her for the reason why they just don't like her they don't want to like her uh you know for them that represents some nonsense or whatever i do like the character a lot and i like the book and it's a shame because it is one of the books that 
I always, you know, read every time yeah. it comes I mean, out. To me, but she's, she's kind of like a female version of, of the Miles character. It, it's just, you know, a little, little different, kind of different customs and things she has. But other, but than it's that. it's nice to to go with it with the family and you know the young heroes and stuff. But this this outlaw just continues to just piss me off. It's a big and wet fart, even in. Yeah, and even in this issue, you get things. I'm like, I, I don't understand the overall concept. Like, how much can Cradle do? And how much, even in this issue, they're like, they don't even really clear it up for you either. No. And, and so it's <laughs> who is running this and why and how and, and all this. This is actually continuous from what we just talked about, uh, the champions book where you have detainment centers and reeducation. It's like it is big brother times 20. And that side is just awful to the max. And then you get to the, it just, it just bothers me the whole deal. I just want my books to be fun and, and, and deal with things, not a teen civil war and stuff, but yeah. this is the magnificent Miss Marvel number Outlaw 16. Of, so they were trying to capitalize off all the protest stuff going on with the teen kind of angle and, and all that's kind of not that it's completely passed over, but that's not really the, the, in the uh, headlines of the news anymore. So all this just kind of feels just weirdly placed. And, and and with that, even if it was in the news, you know, you're going to have some people that they want to escape from that or want to have the things. And, and also, if you're going to do something like that, you can do it very quickly uh, and you can just show some people being good. Yeah. That's my biggest problem. It's like to be an who, event. Who's, everybody's <laughs> just being jerks. And even even with the, the characters themselves, even with some of the superheroes, they're they're not being the greatest either, which which you know always bothers me. But this is written by Saladina Med, art by Minkyu Young, colors by Ian Herring, letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. When the champions engaged in a battle at Cole's Academic that had disastrous consequences, Kamala was among the injured. She soon became the face of the movement to ban underage superheroes while her alter ego miss marvel became wanted by the authorities kamala's law went into effect resulting in underage superheroes being declared illegal with the government-sponsored task force cradle enforcing the ban after recovering from her injuries kamala returned to school while also continuing to do good as miss marvel despite the new law a cradle task force headed by dum dum dugan set out to apprehend her and while she managed to temporarily evade them dugan remains determined to bring her in and we said is Dum Dum, you know, going to help her a little? He seemed to not really want to, like, really get her. Like, I'm going to get you. Uh, but just this whole cradle thing, we, we've already said it. I, it's ill-defined. Yeah. I, I don't know what their power yeah. is. Who is the one? Like, yes, we had the whole Senate thing, but you've even gotten past that. Like, I need to see somebody who's involved. And if we did end up, and finally... Kamala says what we've been yelling about since Outlawed. The idea that it's the superheroes, the teen heroes that caused the trouble. There was a dragon there. Nobody seems to want to mention the dragon. I mean, this is the thing. If they weren't there, you could only think that the dragon would have killed everybody. And I like that Kamala says, because while this was going on, she wasn't even in costume she she was there as herself running the girl away that was my version of greta in, in the whole deal <laughs> and so they they end up she's like miss marvel wasn't even there How dare you? And, and so it's just this whole thing and, and this is what happens in in these books and this is what happens when you have in my mind a surface level story going through all these books and salavina med has done a pretty good job and does kind of do it here at a point but not as much as Miles, of saying, 
yeah, this out loud stuff, put that on the side. We're going to, it's tough to do that in a book with Kamala because out loud is so centered on it, but you end up where on the surface, every time you get a group of people, if there's six people, it seems three or four, three are against, you end up having a family. Kamala's father yeah you know I don't think she and mom oh she is dangerous you just go back and forth it's just there to just fight back forth back forth and and the thing that I don't like is you never really have like discussions that go past the well Miss Marvel's not dangerous she's pretty good no she isn't they got hurt at the Coles academic well yes you're right but I it never gets past that it's just the same fight and the fight is just Good bed, good bed, good bed. There's no in between. And in this, you do have Kamala in between. She's sitting at the table. She yells, you know, what the heck? I, you know, Miss Marvel wasn't there. And there was a dragon. I mean, a dragon was there <laughs> and other people too. Why aren't they investigating that? And there would be the comic book type of story that I think we're missing out on because it's trying to just be straight from the headlines. Y- you have other things involved with a dragon. See who was involved with that. And maybe we end up having some crazy villain that's behind this. Maybe we, you know, whatever it would be. But you do actually have something spelled out here. Kamala is not allowed to go out and say, down with Kamala's law. I'm Kamala. I don't like it. Her family has forbidden her to get involved. That seems stretched. That seems forced to just not have that. But again, I think that that gets beyond the surface level where she goes out and says, hey, it's, I'm Kamala. I think this Kamala law is nonsense. And then and then you start having some you know crazy stuff with that, but they don't do it. But in this book, she's just going to hang out with her friends, Bruno. Everybody's just going to hang out. And, uh, you know, Zoe's off doing her Whatever, hate crime, not hate crime, but her, her hate group <laughs> against the deal because they, they explain it. She ended up pulling, you know, Kamala out, saw her bloody, and she wants to go I mean, down. She's like PTSD. You know, down with these she's heroes. All yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just wants to, you know, support the Kamala's law. So it's tearing the friends apart now. And the thing, since we had Bruno and Kamala decide we're just going to be friends. Well, you find out that old Mike's back in town, and Mike did not get a hold of Kamala and seems to be against Kamala because Bruno and her got close. But other than that, the issue just then ends up with Kamala at the juice bar that we find out is run by Amulet's cousins, and you end up having... Cradle who, who show went up. to law yeah, school we're... for a little bit, never finished. Yeah, yeah, just ended up with the juice bars. And, uh, but they come in here, and this is what I'm saying about this whole deal. Y- you have Cradle. They come in. They they don't just walk in. They're coming in. They're all sitting there. There's three of them, and they're hitting their billy clubs into their hands, just itching to just hit somebody over the head. It's not even them coming in and saying, hey, we've seen this. We want to protect you. No, this is just goon squad coming to take down. That's fine, but that's yeah, all they are. Yeah, they're acting like are. the secret police, basically. They're just the, being total douchebags. Yeah, and we don't know, you know, there's nothing else to them. There's nothing that's deeper than just, we want to knock heads. Uh, we want to crack skulls. If you find the amulet, what is he doing here? If Did you see him? No. And then you end up having the juice bar. Guys say, listen, I, I did go to law school. 
uh, for a while. And this really doesn't have any sort of authority. This isn't a, you know, a warrant that's issued from a judge or anything. This is just you making your own thing. Like they're like, uh, you know, dear juice bar owner, we are allowed <laughs> to knock heads. Signed us. Here you go. You know, sign Epstein's mother. It just to have these things. And then when he ends up saying, hey, uh, you know, this doesn't look on the up and up. Whose authority is this? The guy's like, what are you, a lawyer? And then starts to almost hit him over the head with, with the baton. Yeah, I thought this dude was in for a beating. This is his store. And then, of course, to add to that. It's like the only thing that stops it is the people with video cameras. Yeah, We're filming it. They're all filming it. I'm like. This isn't fun. And, and it's not fun. And, and when you sit there, and again, people would have already listened to me yell about champions. It, it doesn't have to be fun that there are politics and things in comics. The thing is, though, this is so surface level to just push this one story that doesn't seem to be able to have any wiggle room at all. And you need the wiggle room here. You need to be able to say, well, you know, the the best kind of stories like this are the ones where you go, I'll, I'll even bring in civil war. We'll go the first one where, you know, Tony makes some sense, right? And so does Cap, depending on where, you know, Hey, I'm on team Cap. I'm on team Tony, but this, there's no wiggle room. You know, you're not going to be like, well, I'd like to be on the side of the guys with the batons cracking skulls. Like, if you if you actually say that, you got some other problems, right? And so, yeah. just this such black and white deal, right down one side or the other, it just ends up just too much. And again, I said this a lot in the champion, so I don't want to keep going, but it just keeps coming. And so then you have Saladin Ahmed, who, in my mind, is like. <sighs> I'm 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 pigeonholed. I, I'm I'm handcuffed with this nonsense. How can I get Amulet in? Well, they're there to get Amulet. They're not there for Miss Marvel. They're not, you know. And even Kamala's like, man, how'd they find me here? No, it's that Amulet has been seen around the store. He's been there, and I don't know. It's not the greatest thing for Amulet to go to a store that's, you know, his family's because maybe they could connect that as well. But. Kamala goes out, goes to change. And then even then, it's like, I think that I have to make a diversion by becoming Miss Marvel. So they chase me. I'm like, you're going a little too far. These these douchebags should just get out. Everybody should just say get out. But, you know, Cradle's cracking heads. She goes out and runs into Amulet with his trash can breastplate. And he basically just tells, hey, by the way, here's who I am. And then so this is where I said there's not a lot of time left in this book for him not to you know, tell Kamala exactly what he is, but there's also not a lot of time to have a lot of amulets. So it's, Hey, amulet, what are you up to? Oh, my, my grandmother called me, texted me. She's a ghost hunter. Uh, she said, yeah, there's a basically. demon around. You want to go help me? And off they go. He's Eric Shea. He's a demon. Man, it, yeah, really. And it's just like, <laughs> it's so disjointed to be like, okay, we got rid of our, you know, quota of the whole, you know, outlawed. Now let's do some amulet stuff, which would be ghost hunting, demon hunting, but it's just out of nowhere. And she's like, yeah, we'll yeah. go. And it's this it's old weird. lady who end up having, yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, even when before, during the beginning of this outlawed stuff, hitting these other books, it was, oh no, you're drowning. I'll help you. Hey, you're under arrest. This is just an aside, just to give you a taste of what amulet would be about. I think it is Saladin Ahmed just saying, here's what the things we could have done because it's going to be ending soon. So 
let's just give a little amulet flavor here and you go off and this demon looks okay the art the art's a little inconsistent i like make you young on art and it's a little con- inconsistent here in my mind uh but sometimes it is the review copies they're not as high res but you, you, the demon stuff looks pretty good and i like amulet and kamala you know together on a team though i would hate it if they ended up romantic and and it almost like you get bruno out of the way so this can happen because they don't, I don't know. Amulet seems like he's like eight, right? He seems real, like young, and yeah, then he I becomes. I couldn't tell how old he was, really. He he looks huge and small at different points. It because she's shrinking and getting bigger, but yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he is in his superhero form here, uh, but even so, he just acts real young. He acts like a real young guy, but. They end up fighting. They get this demon. They realize that the demon has been turned. Uh, an old lady ended up seeing a, a necklace and picked it up and put it on uh, and became a demon. There's not really much to it. It's just like, no, all right, let's it. take down that's this deal. Smash the necklace. Boom. It's an old lady who then's like, oh, you whippersnappers. I don't remember anything. And I'm getting out of here. Goes off. And uh, But while that's going on, you do end up in. And do you think that Cradle and Dum Dum, because they do have video cameras here, do you think that they have sound? Because I don't think they do. But if they do, Amulet has just screwed his family over because he ends up saying, hey, I'm Fadi, Fadi, Fadala. I'm from Dearborn. Uh, That's in Michigan. The, the juice bar are my cousins. And this is where if you already had seen that Dum Dum and Cradle were watching, you would be like, oh, my God, don't say who you are, Kamala. But instead, it's more of the Kamala still not wanting to open up about her whole deal. And especially because he, she may say, I, I'm Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan, what? That that stupid law that, you know, she's afraid everybody's going to hate her. So she's like, oh, I'm Miss Marvel, like a real jerk. It's like leaving him hanging of secret identities. He fully tells yeah. everything. She's like, I'm uh, Miss Marvel. Pleased to meet you. She won't, yeah, she won't provide the same courtesy. And then the funny thing is, and here's the thing to to pull back a little. Saladin Ahmed, I love. I think he's great. I really like him as a writer. This issue, there's just weird stuff, and it just doesn't feel right. It feels like it's rushed. Maybe things changed because it's being uh, ended. But you end up having Cradle watching all of this on video, right? And they, hey, we got this footage from 10 minutes ago. I'm like, why would it be 10 minutes ago? And, and and even then, like, oh, if we go get them now, they'll already be gone. But at one point, you would have been getting the footage with a 10-minute delay that they were there for more than 10 minutes. Why aren't you going over there? Because the ending, just like Champions, you need somebody to be a mole, and it looks like it's Mike possibly saying, hey – I know all about, you know, the Miss Marvel and oh no, you know, there you go. Or Zoe, it's, it's, you know, somebody there and we'll see how that works out. But overall, I didn't really like this issue. And I was waiting uh, for Amulet because I kind of like him from that intro. I was waiting for him to come back. Here he is. And it's just really nothing overall. I'm giving it a 6-5, probably my worst score since we've been talking about Miss Marvel. It really is. I, I actually, this outlawed stuff, it, it just taints all the books. And if you know, this, the taint ain't good, right? It taints it. It's a little salty. Brandon, what, <laughs> yeah. what are you uh, giving it? Yeah, I'm going to give this a flat six. I, it might be my favorite book of the night, but I, I don't know. It's just like a such by the numbers Miss Marvel book. And then with, 
outlawed layered throughout the entirety of it. It, it. I don't know. It's just hard to get really involved in. And I, I like some of the kind of side characters and relationships she, she has with the other uh, cast of characters in the book, but none of it's really spelled out well here. All, all the squeeze in kind of the, the check boxes that need to be hit this issue. I agree. And we're going to go to the next issue. I, I think I'm going to like it a little more than you. Uh, it's Strange Academy number five. I think I'm going to be a little more positive than you only because, well, first off, I knew each issue. I, I called it last. We're going to get each issue is going to spotlight one person's, you know, full out origin powers. And we get Herman in this one, uh, which seems like somebody went to Scott Young and said, what are you doing? We need to know about these kids. And now it's just inserted when it could have been so much better. And we'll get into that once we, we get into it, but it is strange Academy number five written by Scotty Young art by Umberto Ramos colors by Edgar Delgado and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. Welcome to strange Academy where the best and brightest young sorcerers are trained by the greatest magic users in the realm, all of whom were gathered by the sorcerer Supreme Dr. Stephen strange. Stevie boy is with the campus planet <laughs> firmly in the heart of new Orleans. The students made, a trip to Bourbon Street and stumbled onto a fortune teller, Miss Hazel, who showed Doyle Dormammu his prophecy of the future of destruction, where he followed in his father's dark footsteps. Following week, while playing a game of door tag, a week went after that, we're supposed to believe, but yet didn't see any any school. Uh, playing a game of door tag with his fellow students, a game of jumping through portals and doors to different locations on Earth and beyond. Calvin finds himself lost in the bayou, surrounded by members of the enigmatic hollow Lost in the Bayou, old Calvin. It's like a, a CCR song. And you go, and we're still not going to necessarily get classes. And and where I thought in this, and again, this might be tropes that you would get from like a Harry Potter and things as well, but we're getting to a point where the kids are going off to fight the big bads. This is the point where in five issues, we should know who's good at what what they do. And one of the best things in, in stories like this, in my mind would be say, we see that Alvi, Alvi has not been able to master the fire spell because he's a frost giant ass type deal. But yet when the chips are down and you need to have, he does it like those big moments or you end up where Zoe, who we find out last issue was a zombie. Uh, she has been, really struggling with the idea of, you know, astral projection. But at a point, she's going to need to do it, and there's tension, and then you get that hero moment where, oh, my God, I can do it, or somebody helps her. Or, like we said, you see it a bit, but we kind of get it forced in. Who doesn't like each other? Who likes each other? Who's, the, you know, all this stuff going on, and it just, you, you get to a point in this issue where it looks like things are finally going to start happening and i don't mind some of it but some of it just comes out of nowhere and some of it yeah by the end of it i like they have maybe a, a central kind of focus and a villain to work with but I, I don't know it's everything getting up to that point is just messy for me well and there is something that uh clay was talking to me we were talking about this uh today and he pointed out something that I will I will point out as we get there to you have to get over a hurdle in this that really wasn't well played out. But you start out where 
uh, Brother Voodoo, he is off. He's talking to this soothsayer, you know, and she can't get that vision, Dermamu. And I mean, she it's not that she can't get it out of her mind because it was so great, whatever. She can't get it out of her mind. It's embedded there. Her eyes are on fire. She, all these things of Dermamu being the one, though by the end, this prophecy does end up seemingly meaning something else to the hollow but we'll get to that you end up having voodoo and strange dr strange fighting it out they don't like you know they're they're giving each other the usual business that they usually do but it's just like where have you been (laughs) dr strange he's here he just shows up and he's like hey what up and they're like well and this idea of like well we've been trying to teach the kids and a we haven't seen that. That's that's what we wanted. I would have liked to have seen things. I, I would have loved to have seen the classes and the teachers. I'll always say that until we do get it. But yeah, you have this whole deal of, you know, voodoo then saying, hey, what is this? A class, a school to get your soldiers of the future and say, no, no. Is this a school for ants? Really? What is this? <laughs> and so you have this back and forth, but that's kind of out of nowhere. But then you end up with Zoe and Herman sitting, and that's where you get some of, you know, the first thing in my mind, like really spelling out Herman's powers, where he can end up being like animal forms. It's almost like an animal man type deal that he has. Zoe's like, tell me about that. And well, let me tell you about that. Then they go back, and you see that when he was a kid, his parents realized that he is the Nohual who is this, you know, animal possession type deal. It's okay, right? I mean, we we see what he can do now. it's not a bad origin. No, this is where Clay pointed out, and he's right, and this is out of nowhere, and it makes sense once you figure it out, but suddenly Calvin's coat comes a-calling, and the coat comes up. This was spelled out. That's one of his powers. It's like Doctor Strange's cape, too. Yeah, it's like his cape because it was it was only pointed out once or twice, mainly in the first issue where he was playing video games with his coat. If you remember, the coat was in one seat. They were both playing, you know, two player game together. It should have been spelled out a little more since then, but it makes it. You're able to wrap your head around because it is just like you know dr strange's cape so you have the coat there looking all weird and saying you know hey that's calvin's jacket it it wants to come up it's going to tell us we go off to calvin i still like calvin talking crap i I just like he he cracks me up he does still remind me of roundhouse a lot from the teen titans book at dc and i like roundhouse but he's just like hey it stinks in here can somebody get a breath you know air freshener like you could use one of them i i like it but it's not giving you much but then he no. says, you know, I got a lot of friends that are coming and they're going to get you. And then that's where you see, well, that that's the plan there, stupid. Yeah, that's that's what we want, plan. all your friends. Yeah. So they finally realize Calvin's missing. Poor Calvin. And, and, and really through all of these guys, yeah, you can say, oh, he's the nerd. He's pretty vocal. Like he is always around yelling stuff. So it is the next day they say, but they're like, Hey, he's been missing since last night. Uh, what's going on? And the Emily's like throwing shade at everyone. They're like, you didn't know either. So, and I agree with them. I hate when people do this. Like, Oh man, you messed this all up. Like you were here too. Well, what did you do? So they start fighting. All this is, is to show the the fight here and to show the sides that were kind of starting to happen but to me it is still a little forced where you have Irik 
and Doyle fighting because Doyle likes Emily. Irik is mad because he doesn't like Doyle and then probably does like Emily as well, right? But also just you just yeah, do what I would she think wants that's a little it. why he's why he's mad. You don't you, you know, if, if no. someone's just showing off for a girl, that doesn't necessarily get you super angry unless you also like No, her, but it yeah. and it is like the one where yeah, you're always taking her side, they're fighting, they're going at it. I understand here that, you know, the kids do where are any teachers? They are going oh, yeah. they're just MIA. ham on each other. They're blowing they're salary up and they things. got paid in advance. They're long yeah, gone. Yeah, they went home. <laughs> they're, they're gone. And I don't mind that the kids are trying to sort their things out here together. But please, you also just have spells just all over the place here oh, where luckily the spells. cost of magic is <laughs> – and and this is what I want to know, too, and it doesn't spell this out by the end. Is the price of magic a thing that doesn't mean anything only in the school grounds or when they're out in the swamps? Is it to the kid? Because they're shooting things there. Is that what the trees are mad about? Like, I, I, it's, Well, that's what it seemed weird. like they were, but it also seems like they want to just eat the power of Doyle by the end. But yeah, they're like, hey, Calvin's code, it could lead us there. Let's go. They form a circle there. They teleport. All these things going on here just to get them into the swamp minutes later. I like Gus. It's just in the background, just always hanging. And and poor Gus, too. It's like, "Ah, we need somebody to go back, Gus. You got big strides. You go. But yeah, they're they're just there. And you just they're going they're following the it happens quick i mean they get attacked and gus is running away in about two pages yeah and you have the continuation of doyle saying anything that emily says is fine with him aren't getting mad uh and then also you know zoe and everyone like i don't like this you know all that going into the swamp until all of a sudden they are in the death star in the trash compactor and they get pulled under by vines and leaves at the one point they're like oh my god what happened to desi she just got pulled away and then they all get pulled away and they're there uh, with the hollow. And yeah, you end up with this whole deal. They're captured, but Gus has gone off to get help. You would assume since Dr. Strange was suddenly in the book again, that, that he'll get word as well as Voodoo and all the other teachers. But even then, the teachers at the school, and we've gone through them before, even just Voodoo, Magic, you know, Scarlet Witch. These guys in this hollow are in for a ton of crap coming their way. If all those teachers are in the, if Gus goes back and rounds up everybody there, if all of them go though, it's game over. It's not going to last two seconds. Get Scarlet Witch. She'll wrap this up in five minutes. You could sit there and say, (laughs) Magic, Magic's there. They're in limbo. They're done. I, you, what are you, the whole deal of this? Just the idea of like what's going on and how is this going to work out? And it's just crazy uh, doing it. I'll even I'll even spell it out that the next book we have, even though it's an alt deal with the zombies, the minute that you get magic sword and that it's game over. So just get her Scarlet Witch, get them all. I'd like to see them all just go to town. But you have the hollow there. Like okay, here's the friends coming. Oh my god, it's the one now. At the beginning, it's set up that Doyle is looked at as the one, but the one means, oh, my God, he's following his father's footsteps. He's going to ruin everything. This almost means to me where you do have the hollow, and I think that the cost of magic and that sort of thing seems to be fueling them, and it's cut off now. This is why they're pissed. 
this is just me. This is me guessing. Uh, but once they see Doyle, that's like an all-night buffet. Oh, my God, we yeah. get this. We have all the power back, and we can take over again, whatever. I didn't, what are they, taking over the swamp? They can have it. I, I don't want the swamp. You, you one of them swampers? No. Are you, Brandon, no. up there in Buffalo? No. Do you ever get it? You ever accidentally step in swamp water? It's muddy, gross. There's things all over you. It's disgusting. You ever have swamp butt? You don't want swamp butt. That's a, you know. <laughs> and, and also, I don't like I don't like alligators, crocodiles. That for, for, and if anybody disgusting. says, well, that, if one person says, well, actually, it's the crocodiles, and I don't need to know which is which. They're both going to kill no, me, so I don't care. Terrible. Snakes, I can't stand. They're both tougher than me. <laughs> oh, my God. The swamp's the worst. I mean, and at the one point, Emily is up to her neck. Everybody is in swamp water. Those beats that she's wearing are done. They better be magical beats <laughs> because they, they ain't working now. They got swamp water in them. And, yeah, you have all the kids. They're all captured. You have – you know, okay, well, we're not going to take this. We're going to attack. And this is where I said, do we end up having the cost of magic being something? Is the magic going here the way that you're going to be able to get, say, a Doctor Strange to find them? Because Gus left, but wouldn't really know where they ended. It, it, there's a lot of crazy things going on. I don't mind. But even in this last thing, you end up having the kids using some of their magic here that we – you end up with characters using magic that I really don't know per se what they're doing. And I wish I what would have seen yeah, it. Powers I, there. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. What the power set is and what it means, what they're going to do. And I would have loved to have seen a class where what they're doing here is stuff that they had learned. I mean, at one point in the Shaley is like blowing pixie dust, but I don't know what that does. Does that take over your mind? Does it make you sleep? Whatever. I don't know. And I would have really have loved to have seen where they had these lessons. And like I said, the big thing would be like Herman, he's not great at the frost magic, but they need to do that. You, you have, you know, that whole thing. And then everybody's, we know you can do it, but he has failed consistently, but then finally does it again. It's like, it is like a Harry Potter thing, you know, with that. It's like a Ron Weasley when the chips are down, he's going to do something, but I do like that. And that would be a, well set up but i'm just telling you get all get all the teachers get into that swamp clean it up uh, get scarlet witch have her just change reality it is now a nice rolling hills or something not the swamp though i know the swamp has some importance in the whole world equal i you know i don't need that this is a comic oh, book i don't you. need greta on my ass is what i'm saying <laughs> i understand that this, but still just drain it drain the swamp i hear that's you know things so with all this, I like the art. I do like that we're seeing a little more with the characters. I think that this should have been better set up with the, you know, the idea of the hollow. I don't mind coming a little bit later after we're fully set with the kids, getting all that going, having the thing where I'd love that Calvin disappears and you could say like, oh, my God, Eric is going to be so upset because that's his buddy. It, it, these kids are just together and we don't really the best thing that they're doing doyle Irik, and emily but that's kind of generic as well so overall i'm a six five I, I i do like this book i still like this issue but it just it's just not grabbing me the way it should what would you what would you give it yeah i think i would give this a six as well but maybe even a six i enjoyed less than uh than miss marvel i just have a hard time following this book and and keeping track of the characters i think to be honest with you the most enjoyment i i got out of it was the 
um, Scarlet Witch's email page on the very last, uh, after, after the cliffhanger, like just reading through that and seeing, uh, Doyle handing his paper in late and stuff like that. Like those are the jokes I kind of expected from this book. And it's just kind of turned into a, a mess on the page every week. And I'm trying to sort it all out. And it requires a couple reads to even wrap my mind around a little bit. So. I'm I'm just having a hard time with it. The thing that you enjoyed the most was a throw-in page with <laughs> yes, stuff from classes, the class <laughs> stuff, and a report card. Yeah. That's what we wanted, yeah. right? You wanted well, to like, know. I want to know what this my stuff. dad and the Dark Dimension reports all about. That would be that would be cool, you know. And again, how about Emily? Chaos magic and the impact on the multiverse report. I'd like to know what chaos magic, what are they learning? What are they doing? What are they getting there? And yeah, like, why did they all it? have we to do never... this report? And, you know, you, you could have a fun issue around them all cramming and trying to get this paper in. And why did Doyle hand his in late? Like he, he could have been messing with the tree people, but he could have based it around a, a school type class. I, I don't know. It's, it's just missing something. I, I, I want uh, seriously though. Hank gets a hold. Beast gets a hold of Wanda and says, we'd like you to try to come to Krakoa. I have a feeling she'd be in big trouble. <laughs> There'd be a lot of people after her if she went through. Plus, if if he really wanted her there, you, you can get a mutant to take her through. So that's kind of bullcrap. Yeah. But I did laugh. Like, like her brother they want, Pietro's they want got an all-subject email line going there. It's all one word because he's speedy. Like, there's fun little jokes in here. Like, I want in the issue that it's missing. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So we'll have to we'll have to see how it goes from here on out. Yeah, I just don't think it's got a long life either. Like the, the way everything's crammed in there, it just feels like he he's rushing through to get to a, at least one conflict. You know, and it's a sh- it seems a shame because I think that it has a lot of uh, potential. If you could just yeah, have I fun. Do too. If it had just like room to breathe. Maybe it's editorial. They're like, eh, nobody would want to see them just in class. And that's all we want to see. But we're going to end the book here. The last book is Marvel Zombies Resurrection, number four, part four of four. Yeah, I, I, we ended up liking last issue. And it seemed like we were getting to something. This issue is like one of those endings where you, you basically, in my mind, what I said when I finished this was, yeah, why did I waste my time with these four issues? Because it ends up yeah, like... I'm glad it was only four and not five when this finished. Holy moly. It's written by <laughs> Philip Kennedy Johnson, art by Leonard Kirk, colors by Rachel Rosenberg, letters by VCs Travis Lanham. Years ago, the Galactus hide the zombified corpse of Galactus fell to Earth, bringing with it infected heroes and a virus that spread to the general population. Now, they call that Gen Pop. Uh, Brandon, something yes. that you'd probably have so heard right before. Here. Now, finally, Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, Val, Val Richards and Franklin Richards have come face-to-face with their infected families, and they've never been in greater danger. So we end up having this whole series set up with the one mystery is what's what's up with Franklin? The other thing, though, has been Val and Franklin convincing Peter, listen, I know you don't want to do this, but we have to get to the hive because we can cure everyone, get the family back. We don't get that. That's the number one thing here. Just the idea that we have spent consistently every issue, at least 80% of it, where Val and Franklin are, we know we could do something. We know, no, you, you just don't understand the the infection. They're not your family. They died and then came back as the hive mind deal. They're not your family. No, no. We know we can figure this out. We know. So when you get to the end, I swear, you're waiting for this Hail Mary 
thing that somehow makes sense that they are able to turn back time, like share, or also just do something that gets the family back, whatever. We don't get that. We don't. And in the middle of this issue, Val pretty much says, oh, man, Peter, you were right. You were right all along. (laughs) So glad you reminded us for three issues for it to kick in in the fourth, buddy. Peter's there. And he just wants to protect the kids, but really has gone so far over the deal of not doing it because he took them here. But now he's there. I think he wants to just touch Mary Jane's butt one last time. Something's going on there. (laughs) And nothing happens with it. Sorry, babe. I got to go. Nothing. Nothing happens with that. Blade, who they picked up issues ago as if it would mean something. He just likes to shoot people and stab. Yeah. He's there and says, man, yeah, he, this is great. He goes bang, chop bang, happy bang. for a couple of panels. He does and nothing, gets hurt. but he does nothing. And, and so the big thing is well, he doesn't what, die. what's up with, what's up with Franklin? Well, we see that it's not, I thought it was vampire. At least that would tie in. And then you'd have the idea of is blade going to kill him? No, no, it was warlock. Warlock ended up making him in a, you know, a humanoid body deal or an Android body. And, uh, that's it. And Dr. Strange put his consciousness into it. D- did he never cut himself before this? Because I know I he has. Know. He has gone. So He's never fallen down and had a metal bone break. <laughs> no. And, and in this, when he gets cut, I mean, crap's just pouring. So it's not even anything. And, and, and with that, what is the repercussions of this? The, the repercussions are to the zombies who then say, oh, man, you got rid of our biggest Omega level deal. We'll never get them. We're going to kill you. Well, they were going to kill them anyway. But from that, you don't even have any sort of real reaction from Val that her brother isn't really her brother, but is. Franklin doesn't really struggle that much with this. He just goes on. No. Okay. It's over pretty quick. Very quick. And so by the end, you're just. And now he has powers. He never had powers for three issues. Suddenly he knows how to use all these powers. So you have this going on and they're just going to go and attack. And then even with that, you have Chewie. He's spitting up people. <laughs> they're reforming on. <laughs> Really, he swallowed two issues ago. He's gonna uh, yeah. pull him back yeah, and, out. Man. And that's the thing. You end up there, and they're like, "Okay, well, the hive certainly has more people than them." Well, let's even it up. Chewy, throw up people. <laughs> they're there. You end up having Val and Val. Oh, well, they're not really our family, so we got to kill them. Boom, they kill them. And, and then even to the point where at the end, as this is going, we're gonna get through this quick. I'm telling you, there there is not much to talk about. You end up having magic come and like, hey, Blade, I'm going to get you. And out of nowhere, there's Wolverine slices her head off, says, hey, tell your brother I said, I'm sorry, slice. And then the the, the sword falls. For, they pick it up, Franklin, and then pretty much game over. And you end up having them have to get to the full out hive where you end up having Nana get blown up. Really? Does this really? We already even saw Nana get hurt before, and then at the end they just rebuild her, and they get to the hive, and there's Silver Surfer, who we saw, and then out of nowhere it's just okay. Franklin has magic sword, and Val reveals, "Hey, this big crazy hand I have, it can do things. <laughs> it's Remy's, but I, I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? What do, what are you doing with that? What are you throwing cards? What are you, what are you doing? And it's like you don't understand." This is Remy LeBeau's hand. All right. 
great. So she's going to just charge Galactus. That's all she's going to do. Charges him. Blows him up. You guys get out of here. I actually thought I actually thought that she was saying, everybody leave. I'm going to blow myself up. I thought so, too. I thought she was going to stay back. I don't even know what went on. They're like, you get out of here. We're going to teleport out. Boop, 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 boop. Teleport out with the sword. That's why the sword's there. And uh, yeah, now also at this point, since Franklin is aware now that he is, you know, not his original body, the warlock body it's full out now. I mean, he can't even stop it now because of the deal. Woo, 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 ba, boom. Galactus hive destroyed. We go back to, we go back to the mansion. We go and you just have Wolverine. Yeah. I think I'm going to restart the mansion. I'm going to train the kids. What? Like the three kids left. You have two of them there with you. I just, the idea then it's like everything one month later is completely changed back. All right. Well, this didn't really matter. You end up having Val trying with Viv. They're trying to figure out how to bring back uh, Nana, and Nana would not want a fission reactor. You know, some important things here at the end. Yeah, Nana is environmentally conscious. Uh, (laughs) Where where is Greta? (laughs) And and the big thing is it's kind of a nice little deal where it's like, well, Nana wouldn't want to have to vent the heat. At night, because she likes to sleep indoors. Really? That, that's what you're concerned with right now? What, <laughs> what, what's how, going what on? What size is the house they're going to build, Nana? Where are they putting this she thing? Ducks. <laughs> so they're there, and they're like, hey, let's see what's going on. Here's the thing. They're, she's there's, bigger than the chimney. Yeah. Frank, I go, she's way taller. She goes, she's, she's doing the horizontal mambo. And they end up where there's Blade. <laughs> With Chewie on, and there's Franklin. Franklin's still not even caring one bit. He's like, eh, whatever. This is how I roll now. Has magic sword, and he's learning sword fighting. You end up having Peter. Uh, I think we're going to get back to the superheroing game. There's nobody left. What, what superheroing no. are you doing? Blind Wolverine and defigured Peter. <laughs> Peter with the big strawberry <laughs> mark on him. I'm like, well, what? Eric, Eric Shea would never look Peter Parker in the face. No, and also Peter Parker would not be able to serve him fast food. He would not take, but just the idea of this here, here is, I'm going to go back to the, the recap, right? The, the heroes infected and a virus that spread to the general population. They are dead. There's no, this didn't cure them. Yeah, who's left? Nobody. That's what I'm wondering. Who didn't this virus get that we didn't see? Because I thought the only people left were these five. Were them. And so the idea were Wolverine, yeah. hey, I think I'm going to start up the, the school. There has to be some mutants around. Yeah, there is one. Yeah, Franklin, and he's not even himself. Yeah. I just like he's gone. I'm going to gather know. up the kids. Oh, you have any ideas of who? Well, there's only two left, so I guess I'm going to have to force Val in as well. Hey, Val, you're a mutant now. Let's go train. And even that, Peter, we're going to go superhero. What? What? what, what? How about this? We got to go around and try to find survivors? We, we got to help them? One month later, they have just pretty much, yep, we're done with that. And then to top it off, and I'm- Save I, the I, world. I, I used to like Philip Kennedy Johnson. He has gotten a lot of misses in my mind in a row. And I'm that, but it, the idea where y- you like Venom, you like the Venom, right? You like Dylan when he had a bit of the, you know, the symbiote, the uh, carnage symbiote that he, well, this is basically it as well, where you have Franklin. Hey, what's going on, head of Silver Surfer that I hid and talked to? 
Well, I'm just here, and these people around here, they wouldn't I like would me. I would keep this thing in my room, even if it was behind a trans-dimensional door. I don't care. And, and the idea, though, is to set up a sequel. If, if we get a sequel of this garbage, I'm out. Uh, we're not talking about it because this is just <laughs> nonsense. And, and the ending, and he's like, huh, yeah, it's uh, not good. I did my research and read Charles Xavier's notes on, you know, Exactly what just happened in Galactus. And there's a hive queen. I, I want to say to him right here, I'm Charles Xavier at this point from the grave. I guess he's dead. Not everything is alien, jerk. Because this idea of a queen, that doesn't have to be, but it seems to be. And it seems to be Captain Marvel at the end. It's, hey, I don't know what's going on, but the queen mind, she knows about you. And you get the Captain Marvel symbol in the sky, like a wink, wink. Like, I don't need that. I don't need any of this anymore. It's nonsense. So she'll be here soon. It's too soon if she comes back because this was not good. It was not good at all. This actually played off of such no, a generic non-story where we've had some of these, you know, contagion. When we had that, that wasn't exactly the best either, but at least that was something. Yeah. I liked it better than this. Oh, this ends up, especially at this end, like, okay, you, you just forced an ending here with a weird fight. Everybody is just able to take care of what you had set up to be this hive where we can't go to the hive. They have a trillion people there. Oh, my God. Ended. Boom. Find out who Franklin is. It's nonsense. And then we just go and he's, you know, doing Macbeth with the Silver Surfer head, you know, talking to it. Oh, yeah, whatever. I just it, the art actually I didn't mind at points it here. It felt like a story to set up a, a sequel they maybe want to do down the line, and and just a cash grab to get there. I I don't really know. I didn't read the original Marvel Zombies to tell you, but I don't. This wasn't. Fun. Well, the weirdest thing is this is the second volume of this exact Marvel Zombies Resurrection. There was a number oh, that's right, one. There was a one remember there was a one shot, then. and yeah. then they just came back. Didn't even change the name. Just did this. It's not good. It's not good at all. If if you no. like it, then whatever. Have have at it. There's a lot better, a lot of better stories than this to be had, even with the genre of post-apocalyptic zombie future, which is so overdone now that I just need it to end. But yeah, I don't know why it suddenly came back all of a sudden this year, but uh, I don't know. I'm living in my own zombie future. I don't yeah, need this really. one. That, again, yeah. Same here. <laughs> I just get yelled at in my zombie future. But yeah, so overall, I'm, I'm at a five. I'm at a, a, a special five, probably. I, I could just give it a regular yeah. five. I actually don't mind the art as much as some of the other issues. I thought this was the best art of the series for this issue, to be honest with you. That's why I'm also going to give it a special five, because the art actually elevated it for me this time, or I would have given it probably like a three. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm just, I'm wondering what the scores will be when the, the when the Franklin come. looks pretty cool. I didn't hate his look, but I wish they would have kept it for the end. Like him going back to normal is, is kind of like, you know, defeats the purpose. I, I but, just want to, uh, I just want to ask you at the point where they're flying towards the, you know, Galactus deal and Nana gets blown up and, and the arms get ejected so that it keeps flying the, ca and, and you have that moment or did you get, you get a lot of feels there? <laughs> you see, Franklin. No, I knew Nana was going to be the only one that was going to die. They weren't. Once Peter doesn't go with Mary Jane, that was the only other option here in this book. And then I love it too. By the end, then it's like 
that was like three pages later. It's just the ending. And they're like, yep, we rebuilt Nana. It just looks Nana. You know, yeah, Iron I Giant. Know. They're just back. So overall, For yeah. Wolverine, no eyeballs. Yeah, you know, what does he need to say? I don't know how he keeps that fantastic hair with no eyes. Well, here's the thing. This is why they keep walking around him, and they've convinced him that the world's so populated again. He's like, all right, I'm going to start the school. There's all these people here. It's just the same four people walking around him. He can't tell. He's like, man, a lot of people walking around here. Let's get going. Uh, yeah, he's going to go look for students, really. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. But that's the podcast. Everybody not as positive as last week, yeah. but I hope you're continuing last to enjoy. Week was so much yeah, we liked it. But I hope you're continuing to enjoy us doing uh, more books and on the Wednesday deal so you can get them right away. Uh, but, yeah, we ended up, me and Clay, talking about Spider-Man books. I like them uh, more than these and i thought ooh, because i hadn't read these yet i'm like oh man you know i hope that i like the the ones with brandon more that was not the case but sometimes that happens but thanks everybody no. if you want to go and talk to us we're at twitter at ws marvel comics ws stands for weird science brandon i don't know if you knew that and if you follow us yes. we'll follow you back we have a website weird science marvel comics.com where we do reviews news and previews and we have our patreon account where you can get a bunch of things including i think from now on most of the shows on this feed will be able to go up as early access too so you'll be able to get these regular feed shows earlier that's one of the caveats but you'll get a spotlight show me and brandon will be doing for wednesday night and it looks like you'll get to talk your iron man Brandon, I, I mentioned uh, at one point oh, that I think exciting. that that was a pick that they're just screwing with you, but we'll also get Taskmaster <laughs> number one. So Taskmaster number one and Iron Man number three are the spotlights this week that if you want to listen to those, you have to go over to the Patreon and then a bunch of other Marvel shows as well. But uh, and as an aside, if you want to email us, the email is weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com. And if you like the show, it'd be awesome if you would rate and review us on whatever podcast app you get. I always get inspired when we get, you know, reviews and stuff like that. Usually I get more inspired bad ones. I shouldn't say that, but then I get pissed and I get fired up. But yeah, if you like it, you know, do that. So thanks, everybody. Thank you, Brandon. You can go back to drinking. I think I'm going to go to bed. Yes. I, don't, I don't feel good again. I keep getting sick. I think it might be the mold in this basement. It just might be. That That might be the case. But, you know, I don't <laughs> know be. that black mold is that bad for you, right? It, it shouldn't be that nah. bad. It's all that wrong. lead, you're allowed to eat all you want. And I'm sure there's some asbestos around here as well. So, hey, what the heck? It's the trifecta. But thanks. It is a 100-year-old house, and I'm in a, an unfinished basement. So who knows what's going on? It also might be haunted. And I don't, I'm, I'm spiritual. I hate ghosts. So there you go. But thanks, everybody. And I'll talk to you in a couple of days.